not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, hello. And good day to you. Yes, yes. This is the day that God has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what's going on, I know that every day that I live, there's a purpose and a reason for me being here. So I'm going to rejoice. Can't say that every day is an easy day. Can't say that every day is, um, how do I, how do I say, you know, like, um, but it's a good day because God allowed it to be. Okay? Um, so I'm here. I'm here and I'm happy to be here. Um, Chris, honey, I just, I see a message here that they're asking you to mute your uh, phone. If you can mute your phone, they're hearing some background noise, sweetheart. Um, I'm going to jump right into my show tonight because this topic is something that is very um, important to me. And as I was preparing for tonight's show, um, it really just impacted me all over again. It really moved me, and I feel, um, I feel just just um, troubled by this series. Um, last, excuse me, last week I started the first in a series about an oil company in Texas um, known as Samson Resources, now Samson Resources Two, that. Um, is actively involved in prolonging years of racism and oppression towards landowners and creditors who um, the ones that I've been talking to and have been in communication with are black and um, they have land in Texas or Louisiana. Um, So in the past, I've made contact with different family members who filed a proof of claim in a Chapter 11 bankruptcy that was um, filed by Samson Resources in the District of Delaware. Okay? Um, Oh, my goodness. Come on now. (laughs) Now they're saying they're having trouble hearing me. Um, I'm sitting still. I'm sitting still. Let me get closer to the mic here. Y'all just bear with us because we can tell this story. 
okay? <laughs> We're going to tell this story. I happen to be um, on the road. Um, I'm not at, not at my usual location right now, so um, let me ask them. Is that better? Is that better? Is it better? Let's see. Let me know if this is better. We're going to get this done. Okay. Better. Great. Great, 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 great. I don't even recall if I've um, tried to do a show from another location since I've been on the air, and that's been since 2010. So we're going to work this out, people. So anyway, um, I had a guest scheduled to be with me tonight so that she could tell her story herself. But... uh, uh, Ms. Glenda Walker, uh, she had an unexpected circumstances, a circumstance that arose that um, required a, immediate attention of hers. She's a very, very busy woman. She happens to be an attorney who practices um, bankruptcy law. In uh oh, now it says worse. In okay, now better. <laughs> I'll keep my head still in uh, Clovis, New Mexico. So um, I had spoke with her on several occasions um, back in back in August and um, she, she let me interview her and um, she told me her story intended to be on the air so that she can actually fill in the blanks, but um, hey, let me see if I can do that. Well, we're going to make this work, all right? Maybe on the break, I can move my phone to a different location. So I'm going to do my best to do justice to her story, and... um, this is for you, Miss Glenda. This is for you, okay? Her story brought tears to my eyes. When I talked to her the last time, I just literally just, I just felt sad and troubled, and it brought tears to my eyes. And that's how serious. And it's troubling to know that these kinds of things are still going on. But um, this show is about hope and healing, so before the end of the show, I hope to impart some of that, some hope uh, to you and the listeners about things like this and when you're dealing with things like this, okay? So let me see here. Let's see. The story is, um, is about mineral royalties. Her land is in Texas. Let me just go back to my notes here so that I don't get off track. Um, The story brought tears to my eyes, and it provoked me to anger, as it is so typical of the stories that I've read about, you know, past, past histories of stories about you know, uh, the atrocities and the injustices that were done to people 
in uh, African Americans in uh, uh, slavery times. Uh, we're talking about the mid 1800s uh, to around the mid 1900s. We're talking about the um, things that happened in the aftermath of slavery um, that brought about the Jim Crow uh, laws and some systems that helped to continue the injustices that made it legal to do certain things, even though they were morally unjust, spiritually un unrighteous, and ungodly, but it allowed people to continue their uh, oppressive behavior and continue, you know, to um, to do evil, to do harm. So this is another one of those stories. And, you know, some people, I guess, they get tired of hearing these stories and they become callous and it doesn't matter to them anymore. But you know what? It matters to God. It matters to God. And I do believe that we are in a season where he is exacting accounts, and that's probably why this has come before me, because um, people think that they get away with these things, and they may get away with them for centuries. They may get away with them for decades, but you know what? Your sins have the ability to impact future generations. The sins of fathers are visited on their children, on their sons, on their daughters, to the third, to the fourth generation. You think that you get away scot-free, but you really don't because someone pays. And we do reap what we sow. I just have to throw that out there. We do, people will reap what they sow. Maybe you might get away with it. But someone in your generations after you will pay for your wrong, okay? So, Ms. Um, Brenda, when you hear this, I just want to encourage you to know that. So, this is what we have here. Miss um, <coughs> Glenda, she told me that she is 63 years old. So, we're talking about more than 60 years of this oppression and this wrongdoing because this began before she was born. Um, uh, she, she actually began to fight this case on behalf of her mother. Her mother was the original landowner. Her mother's name was Mary Lewis Walker. So Ms. Glenda is 63 years old now. She filed a proof of claim on behalf of her mother, Mary Louise Walker, now deceased. When this battle began, Mary was alive, and Linda filed this. She began her fighting as she before. Sampson filed for bankruptcy. Uh, the fight has been going on for uh, at least three years. So she began her fight before Samson filed their bankruptcy, and she did it on behalf of her mother, okay? Um, Samson uh, filed a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, case number 1511934 in the uh, 
United States District of Delaware Bankruptcy Court, for some reason, it's more advantageous for companies uh, like Samson to go to Delaware, which I find to be interesting, and I'll tell you more about why that is after our break. tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, I think that we have worked out our sound issues, so I'm going to do a very quick recap of what I said um, in the beginning of the show. I am going to be continuing the second series, the second um, series in, how do I, segment in a series of shows that I am doing about oil, an oil company in Texas by the name of Samson Resources that continues years of racism and oppression. 
Last week, I began a series with a landowner who had land in Louisiana, who has been fighting for his family's mineral rights and royalties um, from Samson. And now tonight, I am sharing Glenda Walker's story. Her land is in uh, Texas, in Harrison County, Texas. It is called the Scottish Rights, uh, I guess you call that a, oh, I don't remember the name, the right name for it, but basically it's, it's, it's a, a piece of land. It's 42 acres in Harrison County, Texas. Um, I spoke to Ms. Glenda uh, on several occasions and she told me that she filed a proof of claim in the Samson Resources bankruptcy that was filed back in 2015. The case number is 1511934. You can look this up on the um, Garden City website. Although, interestingly, the last time when I looked this up, I found it fine the first time, but then the second time I went back on there they were they were having trouble um, with the website and several documents could no longer be accessed. So um, this is a true case. It seems to be a pattern where people have had issues with this company and they begin to investigate and to demand their their royalties and um, try to get to the bottom of the situation. And the next thing you know, the company filed bankruptcy. Now. Prior to bankruptcy, I'm kind of winging it right now because I didn't got all off my <laughs> all off my notes here. But prior to bankruptcy, this company made ninety eight million dollars a month just in the year before filing bankruptcy. This is a Chapter Eleven bankruptcy, so it's not a total liquidation; it's a restructuring bankruptcy. But people like Linda and uh, Mr. Williams from last week have been stuck in this fight for two years trying to get justice. So let me go back to Miss Glenda. She filed her proof of claim on behalf of her mother, Mary Louise Walker. Um, this fight began um, at least three years ago while her mother was still living, her mother has since deceased, has deceased uh, since then. But Glenda told me that she vowed that she would continue this fight for her mother's sake. She herself is 63 years old. So um, this fight was going on with her mother and her siblings during her, um, during her younger years. So it's been more than 60 years more than 60 years without resolution to this problem, okay? So let me see here, what can I tell you? Um, da, 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 da. She says that um, her mother had this 42 acres uh, before she even married, before she married as a young woman. It was in her family. At some point, it was discovered that there was oil on the land. Um, the mother's family obviously had um, some sort of a conversation with Samson uh, resources, representatives, possibly a landman. That's usually how it works. Um, approached them about 
wanting to drill on their land because it was believed that um, there was oil to be gained. Um, what I know about this is typically that they will send out, you know, um, someone to do surveys and someone to actually do tests and to uh, see if there's uh, the potential for for oil. And then once they determine that there is, or they believe that there is, that they have to execute leases with the landowners in order to have permission to drill on their land. So the family signed papers that allowed Sampson to drill on their land for a one-time fee of $500. Um, I, I, I failed to get the actual year that that agreement was signed. Um, and they, they, this agreement apparently allowed Sampson to drill on their land forever, forever, uh, with a $500 fee plus royalties. They were supposed to also get royalties. Now, Glenda didn't know about this when she was younger. Um, so her mother told her they believed, and this was a quote from Glenda, that they believed what the white man told them. This is, a, um, this is often how people of color refer to the, the Anglo, the Caucasian, the, as they said, what the white man told them. Of course, she doesn't know what all that conversation was, but um, she says her mother's sister, which was her auntie, also told her that, um, I guess I better be making sure I can see my cues here too, because <laughs> I'll be messed up. Okay, that her auntie told her that they knew they were being cheated at the time. They knew they were cheating them, but they had no choice. There was nothing they could do about it, about the situation. And that's what I've been hearing from people is that the way things were back then, if you know anything about Texas history and the, when the oil boom hit, it was, um, it was a lot of treachery going on. It was a lot of um, strong arming going on. It was like, basically, you know, you take it or leave it because we're going to do it anyway. So... They said they had, they felt that they had no choice. They did not have the means to have an attorney. Um, they didn't have the means to get legal consultation. Uh, they felt that this is what they had to do. Now, they were due royalties. But according to Miss Glinda, her mother told her that out of 10 years, out of 10 years, once they signed this agreement, <laughs> They only received $10.69. $10.69 out of 10 years of this company drilling and producing oil off of their land. <laughs> she said, of course, when she learned about this, that she was furious and when she told me about it, I was furious. And I'm still furious. I'm still furious because, like I said, how does a company 
make 98 million a month off of landowners, people like Glenda, people like Mr. Williams, but they only pay pennies. Their argument is that they they foot the upfront costs, that they put in the equipment, that they, you know, but anybody in business knows that, you know what, it has to be worth it to you for you to make that investment. And if you're gonna make that kind of money, then the landowner should certainly make something and it should be more than $10.69 over a 10-year period. So that's basically what? A dollar a year? A dollar a year? Is that believable? I don't think so. Okay? I was furious. I'm still furious about it. In the years previous to the bankruptcy, oh, I said that part already. $98 million a month. But, Ms. Glenda said that she was so furious about it and that she was so upset about it that she consulted an attorney. She's an attorney herself, but this is not her area of expertise. So she consulted an attorney. Um, the attorney said that he looked over the paperwork and as far as he was concerned, everything was fine. Well, I know of people that did that very same thing. And the attorney told them, ah, you can do this or you can do that. Or basically it's not really worth it because your interest is so small. It's not even going to be worth it to you. But when those people dug into the situation themselves, they actually found that there was a rat, a smelly rat at the root of all of this. They found out things like um, the this company was operating with leases. In Mr. Williams' case, his lease, the servitudes on his um, lease had expired before there was a lease even drafted, before they even, you know, came up with a lease. He found that, well, I won't talk about his story because I'm talking about Ms. Glenda's story. So she, at some point, um, she hired a lawyer, hired an attorney to look into this for her. But she told me that she also contacted Sampson herself and that she told them, you know, that her mother struggled all of her life. She comes from a family of 13 siblings. Her mother had 13 siblings. She had a two parent family. Her father was in the home. They were hardworking people. She said her father worked hard all of his life and it's time has a tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, this is Diane Jones. I am sipping my tea. I forgot to tell you all that. I am sipping my tea, and I'm trying to stay calm about this story and just convey it to you the way it was conveyed to me. But forgive me if I get a little upset because it's obvious to me, it's obvious to anyone with common sense that this family was cheated, but it was all legal. You know, sometimes people think that just because it's legal that 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 makes it okay but that makes it just um it was all legal because jim crow laws allowed and uh, established things to to make it legal you know um from from everyone that i've talked to i've been researching this myself since 2012 this um this whole the land owners rights and the oil companies operations and how they do things in texas and from everything that i've researched everything is set up to favor the oil companies although the um railroad commission itself says that they're supposed to be um, um symbiotic i think that's the right term um, a mutual relationship between the oil company and the landowner because the oil company cannot do what they do without the land. They cannot drill and produce anything without the land. But they don't care about that. They don't care about that. They care about lining their pockets and they seem they will do whatever it takes to line their pockets and um, screw the landowner. And in Mrs. Glenda's case, this is exactly what happened to her mother, Mary Louise Walker, and her family. She says that she contacted Samson and she told them that her mother had struggled all of her life, had a rough life, that she could have had a better life if they had dealt with honest people. Honest people, is that so hard to give them a decent contract, a decent lease? And is it so hard to pay the royalties that were due them? 
No, it's not hard. But this is what happens when you are ungodly, when you are unrighteous, when you have no integrity, when you're greedy. You'll do whatever it takes to gain a dollar. Okay? She said if they had dealt with honest people, that her mother would have had a much different life. She said her father worked all the time. As I said before, they had 13 children. Um, all of her mother's time was devoted to taking care of her family, taking care of her children. Miss um, Glenda says that she never got vacations. She never got time to get away. She wasn't able to get away and never received the benefit of allowing Sampson to drill on her land, except for that $500 in 10 years. In 10 years, okay? Both of her parents ended up retiring on SSI. She said they were getting 700 something dollars a month and that's uh, barely enough to, to live off of, okay? They had a hard time. She said her dad died first. Her mom ended up in a nursing home. And she, she, she also conveyed to me that she has a, a, a friend who has land and who has oil on her land, I believe in the same, in the same um, state, at least, the same locale, who apparently got a good deal with another company, an oil company, because her friend gets 3200 a month. And she said, even that, 3200 a month, 3200 a month, even that would have made a big difference in her parents' lives if they could have just had that to live off of in their old age. She told this to the Sampson staff, but they didn't care. She, she had some actual very... <laughs> passionate choice words that she shared with me about how she felt about Samson and what she would do if she could. But um, even though I understand her feelings, I won't, I won't perpetuate that part of it. She was just determined to get justice for her mother. So she got herself, now this is in her 60s, she got a second job she worked two jobs, she said, for three years, just trying to fight for what was due her family, trying to fight to get the royalties that were due her mother and her siblings, which would be her aunties, um, to no avail, to no avail. Her mother passed away during this fight. And she continued the fight as long as, as she could. But she told me she had no one. She hadn't, even though she had 13 siblings, she had no one to help cover the cost of an attorney. Like I said in the last segment, it's expensive to hire an attorney. It's, an ex it's expensive to hire landmen. When I looked into this, we found out that the cost of a landman in Texas is anywhere from from 300 a day to 500 a day 
your average attorney began at 200, 250 an hour. Okay. And she didn't have family members who had the means or the ability to help her with the cost and to help her care for her mother. But she worked two jobs for three years to try to gain what was due her family. Okay. And this is what Samson does. She files the proof of claim. Samson files an objection to her proof of claim along with other landowners. And um, they prevailed. They prevailed. I'm going to read some of, uh, let's see. This is docket number 2448 in the United States Bankruptcy Court for the District of Delaware. And this was... Um, this order was granted June 23rd, 17. Order granting reorganized debtors and settlement trusts joint fifth omnibus substantive objection. So this was their fifth objection to certain categories of claims. Excuse me. Based on royalty interest pursuant to section 502B of the bankruptcy code bankruptcy rules, so forth and so on. Okay, on page three, it says, this objection is a core proceeding under 28 USC 157B2. Each holder of a claim listed on exhibit A attached here to was properly and timely served with a copy of the objection any person or entity known to have an interest in the claim subject to the objection has been afforded a reasonable opportunity to respond. And I know for a fact that many of the landowners objected. I know that um, many of the landowners actually requested uh, a third party examination, an outside examiner to examine in th this company's books. And the court denied that request the um, unsecured creditors committee who handled this case um, objected to the landowner's request, said that they could handle this um, efficiently, timely, you know, in, in the best interest of all concerned, but the landowners were ignored. Um, there's an article, actually, maybe I'll bring it up in the next segment that I do. There was an actual article that came out uh, showing how the landholders have made this request and they wanted another big law firm to help to make sure that their interest was protected. But this court denied that. Denied that. And then subsequently began to deny hundreds, thousands of landowners' claims in this bankruptcy, okay? So let me go to letter E on page three. The claim sets forth on exhibit A are claims to which there exists no basis under the debtor's books. According to the debtor's books, there's no basis. Hmm. 
and records for payment and should be disallowed and expunged from the claims register. And the relief requested in the, in the objection is in the best interest of the debtors, their estates, the reorganized debtors, their creditors, interestingly, not the landowner creditors though, their creditors being the first and second lien holders, being the big, the, the big money people, the bankers, the investors, the people that own interest and, and shares or whatever they call it. Uh, they, they own, they have, they have invested in Samson. Um, it seems to be in their best interest, but not the one who actually owns the land who even makes their business possible. And it says, and other parties in interest. So, Ms. Glenda's proof of claim was disallowed, just like Mr. Williams. Just like Mr. Williams. Although these people have <coughs> paperwork and records to show that they were due royalties, that they were due... <coughs> Uh, there were certain obliga obligations that this company had to them. But the bankruptcy court says, oh, there's no record, according to the company, that they owe you anything. Ten years they drilled and paid these people $10.69. Two years, I'm sorry, three years she worked two jobs. Told me she's just tired. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. 
Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Tuggynet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Tuggynet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, this is Diane. I'm talking to you about racism and oppression. I'm talking to you about greed and the trauma that it causes, you know, how it destroys and devastates and causes disruption of life, liberty, and um, the pursuit of happiness, if you will. (laughs) I'm telling Glenda Walker's story, and Glenda's story is actually her mother's story, Mary Louise Walker. And her family's story, a black family who owned land in Texas, 42 acres to be exact, called the Scottish Rights um, parcel of land. And I'm telling of her three-year battle and her fight to recover what was rightfully due her family and how this oil company continues, continues to benefit from the years of oppression. You know, they might not have been there in the beginning, but they continue the same tactics. They continue to stonewall. They continue to obstruct and, you know, refuse to do what is right in this case. From what I have seen This is their tactic, is basically to pay no one, pay no one. They hold out, they hold out, they try to wear the landowner out. They know that these people don't have the financial means to fight them. Miss Glenda had to work two jobs for three years just to get an attorney to tell her that she, he looked at it and it all looked legit. Does looking legit or does it being legal make it right? Does it make it just to take advantage of someone who could not hire a lawyer who was in a position where they had to accept what was being 
offered them because they were black, because they were poor, because this company wanted something from them and they were going to take it regardless. Does that make it right? I say to you, it does not make it right. So Ms. Glenda said that her family got tired of fighting. The elders were getting older. They were getting sickly. They got tired of fighting and they decided that they would, they would rather enjoy some of the benefits of this before they died. And um, I, I regret that she couldn't come to explain all that to you herself because I don't want to botch it up. But somehow she said that they decided uh, or they were trying to make a decision about um, selling a portion of the land or possibly selling their mineral rights or something so that they could just get some benefit out of this after all these years. But she ended up paying to have the estate put in probate after her mother's death. Her claim was only for $375,000. That's pennies. That's peanuts for this oil company. Her claim was only $375,000. Okay. But Sampson is even fighting that. They've tied it up in probate now and tied it up in their bankruptcy and won't resolve the issue because that is their tactic. Stall, hold out. She said, she told her family that Samson can drag this out until we all die at the rate that they're going. And that's what they seem to try to do. So I told her that it would be my honor, <clears throat> it would be my honor to do what I could to help with her situation. If you are an attorney, if you know anything about the oil and um, the oil business, if you work, could work uh, pro bono, there's anything that you could do to help Miss Glenda Walker. Um, if you have funds that you are interested in donating to her cause, um, her claim was objected to, and I don't even know what her options are at this point. But she was very, very happy to share her story with me. And she's very hopeful that someone will hear that can make a difference. That can make a difference. And with tears in my eyes, I told her that at least I would do what I could. And that is sharing her story. You can contact us at ETS Ministries, Inc. That's ETS Ministries, I-N-C, at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with her, I can, I can help you get in touch with Miss Glenda. But even in my tears today, when I began to prepare for this, uh, this show, I was reminded of a scripture that the Lord had given me um, some time ago uh, regarding this situation, regarding this battle that these people are fighting, Glenda and Mr. Williams. And um, later on, I'll actually tell you why I'm so connected to this. But the Lord gave me this scripture and um, he reminded me of it. So I'm going to share it with you so that um, I make sure I get this in before the show ends. And this is Psalms 58. Okay. 
And it says, do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O ye sons of men? Now, when I looked up the reference to this, the words, O congregation, in this passage is referring to the, the um, like the court system, the, the legal system, the judges, the governances. Okay, and I thought, hmm, you got my attention, Lord. <laughs> so he's asking them a question. Do you judge uprightly, O ye sons of men? Yea, in heart ye work wickedness. He asked the question, but then he answers. He answers. You work wickedness. Ye weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. People that do these kinds of things, they just seem to be born doing evil. It's generational. Racism is taught. Racism is interwoven and bred into any particular society. Okay, their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely. They're stubborn, they're stiff-necked, they won't hear, they won't be corrected, they won't be rebuked, they won't be, they, they just won't respond. They won't respond to chastening or correction. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. This was the psalmist's prayer. Break their teeth, O Lord. Let them melt away as the waters which run continually. When he bendeth his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be as cut in pieces. In other words, destroy their weapons. Destroy the weapons that they use to continue this evil. As a snail which melted, let every one of them pass away like the untimely birth of a woman that they may not see the sun. Like a, like a woman having a miscarriage, how when she has a miscarriage, that child never sees the, the light of day. That's what this psalmist is asking. Lord, let it be unto them like it is in this situation. Before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as with a whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. These things anger God. He may allow them for a season because he is merciful. He's merciful even to those that are perpetuating such evil. But there comes a day when the account has to be exacted. There comes a day when those deeds have to be weighed. They have to be put on the scale and they have to be weighed. And he has to decide what the judgment shall be for those actions. And this is the part that I love. This is the part that I love and I want to leave you with. The righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. There is a day of reckoning that comes. The righteous shall rejoice. So that a man shall say, 
Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judges in the earth. Thank you, Jesus. This will not go unchecked. It will not go unpunished. It will not go unrewarded. Weeping endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. We have hope. We have something to look forward to. God sees and he knows. That's the thought that I want to leave with you. Pray for Miss Glenda. Pray for the landowners um, in this case that justice will prevail. Until next time, good night.